Dallas Mavericks lose in Milwaukee to the Milwaukee Bucks. Four straight loss. It's kind of dark times right now. But how dark is it? Is it that bad? Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about the Raptors game. All coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. And this is Lockdown Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to lockdown maps this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris contributor to maps.com maps studio 41 on twitter to the quarter three 97.1 the freak i am half of lockdown maps nick is i think he's coming back tomorrow so we could just blame this four game losing streak on um could just blame it on Nick and uh, the fact that the Mavericks have not been playing well. It's because Nick has been off the pod. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the four game losing streak just a little bit, but then we'll talk um, mainly about this Bucks game that just happened on uh, Sunday night, the Raptors game on Saturday night. And uh, just how bad is it right now? Um, it seems like it's a, um, a deep valley right now, uh, in uh, Donnie Nelson's word uh, words in Mavs world, Mavs land. There you go. Can't even get the quote right. Uh, but let's talk about just let's kind of zoom out and look at some things. And then how can what can they do basically? What what is the next steps? Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. If you're watching on YouTube right now, scale one to 10, how bad is it right now for the maps? Drop it in the comments. Let's do the scale. Uh, 10 means it is trade the whole roster, fire everyone, start over, and this is the worst it's been in five years. One, you don't care. They're winning the title. You don't care one bit. I'm going to think, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to have too many ones. Um, just to guess. So leave in the YouTube comments, scale one to 10. How bad is it? 10 being really bad. One being not bad at all. Uh, thanks for understanding about no pod yesterday as, uh, there was a game on, uh, Saturday night, uh, in Toronto. If you want to uh, believe that there was a game, um, Nick is gone. As I said, uh, you know, visiting family for Thanksgiving. I have family visiting us for Thanksgiving uh, so I've been trying to hold down the pod um, with family here and uh, all of that. But uh, we were enjoying some family time, watched the game and uh, uh, the game sucked. So, um, you know, weekend pods are basically bonus pods for us. And I was like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to talk about them both tomorrow because you know what the fan base doesn't want to hear right now? A podcast. Uh, but a lot of you are listening and I uh, did have a good amount of people reach out. So uh, thanks for hanging in there and understanding. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Bucks game or the Raptors game? Yep. You said Raptors. Okay. No, actually some of you said Bucks, or you didn't say either one of them at all. Uh, real quick about the Raptors. Uh, Raptors game happened on Saturday night. No Siakam, no Scotty Barnes in a normal season for a normal drama free team. You'd be like, Hey, this is a great thing. The team's missing their best players. Sign me up. Let's get the dub. 
Not for this Mavericks team. Got you. They just want to keep you on your heels uh, because uh, that means nothing for this Mavericks team when the other team is missing uh, their best players. Mavs started that game. The Mavs starters started that game. 18-4 to Mavs. Good, good start for the Mavs. And then it just went away. Um, Raptors had 17 offensive rebounds, 25 second chance points, um, just killed them on the offensive glass. Dallas led by 15 points in that game. Uh, but man, just, you know, OG had a great game. Just get OG to Dallas. Can this has happened? Sorry. Lockdown Raptors. Um, what about the praise Luca gave to OG after the game too? Big time praise. Loved it. Um, that last play of the game is tough. You know, it's tough to watch. Raptors threw so much. You know, Nick Nurse, great coach. I love him as a as a head coach. But they threw so many defensive things at Luca. They brought the double uh, early uh, a lot. And you know, we've talked about how teams defend Luca all season long, uh, trying to take Luca out of the games and daring other guys to beat uh, beat them. Some teams have been. A lot of teams have uh, did the opposite, right? You know, they've dared. They've said, "Hey, Luca, you get your 40. <laughs> we don't care." Uh, we'll try to take out the other guys, and uh, that's worked at times too. Uh, so Toronto, you know, they try to trap Luca a lot, to make things hard for him. Um, they did it in the last possession too. Luca tries to swing it to Maxi. Maxi has to step into the paint. You know, we saw the play. Um, you know, it just gets passed around. Dorian thinks Maxi's going to stay in the paint there, and you know, he passes the ball to. Uh, the Raptors, <laughs> and, and, and that's the play. Super big bummer uh, there. It felt like they're a little timid on who was going to shoot at first. Uh, first watching the play, I thought Dorian had a better uh, angle of it in the, in the corner, but Boucher was just you know, he was close, closing out so uh, so fast, and he's the seven footer too. So kind of get why he didn't take the shot, but really big bummer um, for the end of that game. But then, uh, you know, you had the Bucks in the very next day. Uh, Reggie Bullock set out. So, uh, naturally, it's like, all right, who's going to start? Josh Green, Christian Wood. Um, another option, Frank Nelikina, Faku. Oh, no, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. Come on down. Big time season for Tim. Uh, so, let's give him a, a starting spot. Just kidding. Sarcasm. I would have started Josh Green, personally. Um, but they went with Tim. And, uh, yeah. Grayson Allen show first quarter of all people, Grayson freaking Allen. You know, I don't like Duke. That was tough to watch. Um, you know, Milwaukee's just so dang good. I mean, I think they're, I think when it's said and done, they're going to be the best team in the Eastern conference. Still no Middleton for them. Giannis is, is Giannis. He's insane. Um, you know, obviously they have Drew, uh, but you know, it got into that second half, and I was really curious on how much Luca was going to play in this game because, you know, he plays forty three minutes the night before in Toronto, second night of a back to back. They travel, you know, to Milwaukee, and he starts off, you know, the fourth quarter, and it's like, all right, you're going to do one of those again. Like he, I mean, he is not caring. I mean, they. He's just logging the minutes. I think he played uh, in the second half tonight against Milwaukee. Luka Doncic played um, 18 of the possible 24 minutes, and that's with him setting out You know those last, what, three or four minutes of the game when they took all the starters out. So he basically played all the second half. Um, so another long game for Luka. Thir well, he had 34, 35 minutes tonight, so didn't cross the 40 mark. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, Luca finished the game with 27 points tonight, uh, 12 assists. You know, he's 10 of 20 from the field, 3 of 7. Um, every, it stops and ends, you know, with Luca, And you can't help to watch this, you know, watch this, uh, this offense at times and ask the questions like, all right, got to have somebody else out there that can uh, that could get buckets next to Luca Spencer at 22 tonight Christian Wood 21 off the bench uh Wood and Luca played uh, together a lot off the uh, you know Wood coming off the bench tonight in the second half Christian Wood started the second half uh good for him uh played you know well into the fourth quarter played a ton of minutes uh with Luca in the second half they they just didn't have enough tonight they didn't I mean you you're going up against a Milwaukee team um, that's a really good team. And once again, just like the, uh, the Boston game, it felt like we were playing a team on a whole different level, different chemistry, uh, for Milwaukee. Uh, but just, they're a title contending team. Once again, just like Boston, the Mavericks are not, you could tell it. Um, you could tell it honestly with the chemistry part, you can definitely tell it when it comes to the floor. Um, it's just kind of a bummer. It really is a bummer watching Luke in the fourth quarter. And it's like, man, it's just 15 points. Him hitting the three. It's like, oh, another, you know, they're still up by 15. They just couldn't uh, get over the hump uh, in the game tonight. 17 to 41 uh, from threes in this game for Dallas. So they hit their threes. I mean, it was like 42% uh, for, for the Mavs, but they couldn't keep Milwaukee out of the paint. I think they scored 50, 52 points in the paint tonight for Milwaukee, uh, which shocker, you know, Dallas defending the paint is not the easiest thing for them, but they lost their fourth game in a row. Uh, things are not looking fun right now for, uh, uh, for the Mavs, for the players, um, for the organization and definitely for the fan base. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about how bad is it? What does this Valley uh, look like right now for, for the Mavs and uh, for fans? And uh, let's just zoom out uh, a little bit if we can. All right. This podcast today is brought to you by Turo. I've said this a few times before, but let me say it again. It was my birthday back last month, and my wife wanted to surprise me. said, hey, I got, got you something different for your birthday this year. I'm not even a big car guy. And uh, we went driving, pulled in this place and there's a Tesla in the driveway. And she said, I rented you a Tesla for the day for 24 hours. I'm like, how did you do that? She pulls out her phone and her phone has an app on it called Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget you can do a spacious suv a minivan maybe a classic or a luxury car for a special event find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from a to b many turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you forget booking rental cars and find your drive at turo.com that is turo.com all right let's do this let's talk about it so uh you know, I think uh, I think it was before, maybe it was during the Milwaukee game. Uh, I know before it, uh, Nick was uh, back uh, on Twitter catching up on the games. He was texting me about some different things, and uh, uh, you know, I saw Nick tweet out um, a little bit earlier on Sunday about how toxic you know Mavs Twitter uh, seems to be. If you have Twitter, I know we have a lot of uh, listeners, both audio and watching on YouTube, that don't have Twitter, and. Uh, 
uh, he had tweeted out about how just toxic Max Twitter feels right now. Tim Cato uh, tweeted out uh, during the Milwaukee game, uh, I think it was during or maybe before it, about how he's been on Twitter since 2012, and this seems like um, paraphrasing uh, the the darkest it's been right now, uh, the worst it's been, and uh, you know I I, I couldn't help to um, I start thinking about it. I'm like, all right, so what? what what makes it feel that way now what what is making and you know a reminder twitter is a uh remember the platform there's so many takes and opinions on twitter right now um about twitter the platform that's what i meant by that uh but also remember um this is the most this is probably the biggest the fan base has ever been on twitter uh so just more and more you know i've seen um Mike Peasley, he tweeted uh, at uh, myself and, and Tim was like, man, uh, you should have been, you know, this should have been around during uh, uh, after the you know, the Portland loss uh, losses back then. And, you know, you start thinking about DeAndre Jordan uh, stuff. I think the difference with DeAndre Jordan stuff and now is I, I feel like we were collectively embarrassed with the DeAndre stuff and it just sucked to be online because we were just collectively just getting dunked on by other fan bases and everybody like nationally to where like, man, this sucks. Like we're like looking at each other saying, man, this sucks. I think the difference between that and now is there's so many different variations of opinions right now about what's wrong within the fan base that everybody's like fighting each other. We were collectively pissed off together. Like this sucks. Now it's like, this sucks. Well, let me tell you why it's wrong. And that's that's the thing. It's like, man, there's so many different um, reasons, emotions, frustrations uh, about why things are the way they are right now. But l- let's zoom out just a little bit. It's because there's expectations. I heard this equation back a few years ago, and it was now I'm sure you'll tell me if the equation's wrong, but it was success equals results minus expectations. And it's basically just a, an equation, a simple way of um, putting an equation visible, visual to, hey, when you have expectations, it changes the ball game. Like you go back to Dirk's last year and Lucas' first year, and it's like, all right, it's the swan, swan song of Dirk. It's Lucas' first year. Even you know D- Dennis's first, you know, few years. Like there were no expectations, right? Like we're gonna suck before we got Luca, and then. Then we got Luca, and then you have like the honeymoon phase of Luca's so young, he's a rookie, no expectation, whatever. He's 19, he's 21. We're tweeting out all the stats. The first 21 year old to do this, and it's like, oh, cool, we made the playoffs. Wow, buzzer beater in the bubble. This is awesome. This is fun. Dang it, we lost. This sucks, but we got time, right? We're not supposed to compete. It's Lucas, he's so young. We have time. Let's just do this, slowly build this thing. We hear all the the age comps to Jordan didn't win this until he was this age. And then it's like, all right, make the playoffs a few years. All right. Okay. We're feeling good. Still playing with house money a little bit. Then you make the improbable, you know, long playoff run to the conference finals. Wow. You beat the jazz. The vibes are immaculate. So much fun. You beat the Suns. We're like popping off on Twitter, like Twitter, YouTube is so much fun. The fan base is a lot of fun. Expectations are now on the horizon. You have a star player that is win a title or bust now. 
you have a conference finals run. And then from that point on, now it's like, hey, now the expectations are here. Now this is where it's going to get real. And that that is what is that of is the source for a lot of this frustration because now when you don't meet it, now there's the frustration of, all right, why are we not meeting it? And I think one of the key things to this is when you look back at the Brunson departure, um, and I think it was for a lot of people, I think it was so easy to look at basketball reference or look at a box score and say, Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway, whatever, equals this amount of points as Jalen Brunson. So therefore, it's an even swap and the expectations weren't adjusted. Now, can we be frustrated with the front office for not bringing Brunson back? All of that. I would have personally paid Brunson to come back. I've been on record for that. I'm like, hey, the moment that they kept him past the deadline, I'm like, you had to keep him. For the trade asset alone, you had to keep him. Pay the cost. But now it's like the expectations weren't adjusted because it was instead of Brunson leaving and then saying for a lot of us saying, all right, that naturally means we're going to take a step back. It was Brunson left. Well, we enter these two players who didn't play for us last year, who scored a ton of points. So they should be able to equal out Brunson and we'll be fine. And I think we're we're missing, we're undervaluing what Brunson brought to this team. And we're kind of seeing the impact of losing that guy, lo- losing a legit third ball handler, but also losing a guy who knows the system and knows how to play with Luca and all of that stuff. So how bad is it right now for, um, for Dallas and for Mavs fans? Um, it's tough. It's frustrating because they're not meeting expectations. You know, they're, they're free falling in the standings. The vibes are off. I'm going to talk about that just in a second and maybe some solutions. And I'm sure Nick and I will talk about it again tomorrow. Um, of just, yeah, it, it is. It, it feels like I think it was either Kirk or, um, or Gallagher who tweeted out that it, it, it feels like a chore to watch this Mavs team. And it shouldn't feel that way whenever you have a star like Luca. And that that is really kind of the um, the foundation of, of all of it. Of It does feel like a chore. It feels like you almost, when you're going to turn Bally's on to watch this game, it's almost like, you know, if, if you're not, I am super blessed and fortunate to get paid to cover the Mavs in, in a couple of different ways. But it's like, it literally feels like you're clocking in to, you know, a, a job that, I mean, we've all had the job right in our life that you some of you are working it right now. You're on like third shift or you're about to go in tomorrow to a job that you just can't stand. Or it's like, let me go in. Let me clock in. Let me drive to work in the morning. And you just have this like dreadful look on your face. It's almost that type of vibe turning on a Mavs game right now. I'm like, all right. Let me uh, turn this on. Let me see what I got to drink and uh, let me chill. Let me just watch this game and see what's going to happen. Even though I can probably tell like that's the type of um, feel, I think, for a lot of Mavs fans. But let's take another quick break and then we'll be right back. Um, Talking about how the Mavs can kind of, I guess, say fix it or not really fix it. What's the next move for the Mavs? Yes. Coming up next. Let me put this prize picks lower third overlay up on the screen because this pod is brought to you by 
prize picks. Guys, you know how much stuff's going on right now in the sporting world? Not just the NBA and the Mavericks and all the fun stuff we like watching on basketball court. We also have the NFL. <sighs> Can't talk about the Ravens right now. Both of my teams are just breaking my heart, all right? So this is like really, really tough uh, sports uh, valley for me at the moment. The World Cup. There's just so many different things. You know where you can uh, have some fun with it. It is prize picks. How does it work? You pick two to six players. If <laughs> if they go score more or less than prize picks projection, you could win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So if you want to, let's say, look up for the next Mavs game, the Mavs play the Golden State Warriors coming up. You want to look at um, prize picks for Luka Doncic points and then Steph Curry assist. And then you want to match it with like a Draymond Green rebound. This is how prize picks work. But if you want to do it for football, men's college basketball, man, men's college basketball right now is underway. It's, it's crazy that we're already in the season. Women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with promo code locked on. De- deposit a hundred dollars, prize picks will give you a hundred dollars. Deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on. Sign up for instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prizepicks.com. Woo! Insert segue music back to segment three that i don't have because nick has all the fun toys i'm gonna take a drink right now y'all can watch me take a drink shout out to the guy uh that i said this last time too he said i stopped washing my dishes just so i could watch you take a drink this is for you my man good old southern sweet tea uh because i have family in from kentucky and uh yeah has a sweet tea. Probably not the healthiest for me, but you know what? Neither is the Mavs. All right. What to do right now? So, oh, let me get this prize picks lower third off real quick. Do this whole pod brought to you by prize picks. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're an audio listener, you're so confused. The vibes are off. Um, there's no way to say it. It feels like the vibes are off uh, with the team. I haven't seen post-game comments. I hit record on this before um, post-game stuff um, came out. And, you know, this year they're not doing a post-game over Zoom uh, or at least live. And so you're not seeing – that's why you're not seeing as many people tweet out uh, quotes and stuff from post-game uh, because a lot of media would just hop in Zoom and just, you know, tweet out quotes and stuff like that. So – uh, sometimes they, you know, we, we could see recordings and stuff for the away, you know, away trips, home, home games were there in the building, but, uh, unless you're Brad, uh, or Callie or Tim Cato or Tim McMahon, a lot of those, uh, people who travel with the team. Um, but yeah, the vibes seem off vibes seem off with the team. The chemistry seems just a little weird. And it's, it's so, it's so weird watching it because you know, that was one of the biggest things last year about this team was the vibes and the chemistry and everything. It's like, man, like that was kind of like what we, if there was one thing we knew we always had last year, it was the chemistry and the vibes. Um, and it just feels like we don't have it right now. There's too many things. There's too many things up in the air. It's such a weird dang season for the Mavs and just the roster and stuff. Um, but yeah, what, what's their, what's their next move? What, what do they do from now? Let's just assume now <laughs> can't just assume. 
Although Jason Kidd has shown um, the willingness to, to change things up. We've seen him bench JaVale McGee. Um, I know probably not change up as many things as uh, a lot of you have wanted, but at least we've seen a little signs of it here and there. But let's just assume that things, something will change. Let's just assume that. Probably won't, but assume. What's the next move? Is it a um, is it a trade? Honestly, I've been I, I'm shocked that they haven't made a trade before now. I thought that they would. Um, I was pretty vocal go, going to the uh, later latter part of the offseason that they would be making a trade, um, at least for another uh, ball handler creator. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm actually really surprised they ha- still haven't done that. And uh, I guess they're just going to wait it out, and they're waiting out some of these. Uh, teams to uh kind of go south uh man utah is just free falling right now shocking uh but uh, i think they're just waiting it out trying to see what teams are out there are saying all right we'll just get rid of this guy and try to get a bargain deal on that so trade is one of those routes like they could make a trade coming up in the near future and say all right we just have to shake things up how far do they have to go into the season before they make a trade like that just to shake things up um, I don't know. I know a lot of you listeners are saying now's the time. Like they should have already made it. Um, Golden State's coming up on Tuesday night at home. That would be a fifth straight loss. I mean, I know Golden State sh- struggled some this year, but Steph's playing absolutely unreal basketball right now. Um, but they're still not fun to play. So that could be a fifth straight loss. And um, is trade the route? Um, I think at some point they do make a trade. I, I really do. Uh, even though I've been wrong about it so far, I thought they would have made one by now. Is it, um, is it lineup combinations? I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty big on this, that this is where they should change up some things as far as who plays with who, um, in some of these like third quarters, I think I'll be so down to play, uh, to change up some things in the third quarter. I love that Christian would start in the third quarter tonight. Um, I want to see, I would love to see like what, what are some of these fourth quarter combinations? I mean, we've seen Luca start these fourth quarters over the last few games. So is it, you know, trying to find ways to, uh, which we've talked about on this pod, is it trying to find ways to save some minutes off Luca earlier in the game in the third quarter or the second quarter or something like that to give him maybe the whole fourth quarter to play? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's those lineup combinations throughout the game that I'd love to see a little bit more of, uh, or at least, um, a little bit more of some switch ups, some change ups of some of some of those things. Is it Jaden Hardy? The Hardy party. Jane Hardy put up over 40 points. I think it was 41 points the other night. We all saw the hot highlight reel. We're seeing the clips from the G League. Um, man, he's he's fun. Uh, I love that kid. He is a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want to, I would love to see how it translates in, in the NBA. I don't know if Jaden Hardy putting up good stats in the G League. Uh, directly correlates to um, putting that 40 points in the NBA. <clears throat> but, I mean, if it keeps on going south on offense or, or you're looking for some type of other scoring punch off the bench, man, I would love to see him have a shot at some point. Um, yeah, I, I just love I love him. I can't wait to see what he is in the league down the road. I still think it's going to take a little bit of time. I love what we – I mean, I can't lie. I'm not going to say and act like I've broke down film of – uh, the legends or something uh, lately, but uh, I'm watching some of the highlight clips. Uh, some of the f- few people I've talked to about Hardy, 
uh, up in Frisco have great things to say about him. You're, he's doing and and what you're hearing is everything you want to hear about him. So uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his future. I don't know if that's the next move that like solves everything. Um, how much of this is second year, Jason Kidd? Ducks. Um. You know, this is one of those things we we asked before the season. We said, uh, <clears throat> if you look in the past and you look at some of the Jason Kidd, you know, Milwaukee, um, yes, you're like, all right, is there a honeymoon phase, a little bit of like year one, and then oh, honey, honeymoon is over. It is year, you know, seven of the marriage, and you're trying to figure things out and it's like, all right, it's a little tougher than our honeymoon stretch, you know, to Cabo. Um, how much of it is that? I don't know. I honestly don't, I don't, I don't know. I've seen that uh, come up a few times. Um, just some coaching decisions from him and all of that, uh, for fans and some text and, and, and all of that. But, uh, anyway, those are some options. Oh, and of course, of course, <laughs> You know what else they could do? They could change up the starting lineup. Guys, it's been good. We'll be back tomorrow. Nick and I will be back talking about uh, this current math season and the state that they're in. See you tomorrow. Peace out. Boom.